Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello everybody and welcome to the Celtic Unrestricted Review Podcast. My name is Ryan Clifford. Join me in this episode is Sean White and JP and the other intro there episode, episode. <laughs> you laugh each start the episode. Um that your teeth, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> after watching that game last night, by the way. Hey, um like I say, it's a brand new episode, obviously, was with Joe Reed, um St. Doc's manager um after the Liga game. Obviously, boys, uh, we watched the game yesterday. Uh, we'll get your opinions on that. Um, but a bit of fun episode as well, looking back at old transfers, um, players who we signed and probably expected better. Um, a lot of a lot of names on Twitter today, and I think a lot of names we can look back on that we can laugh at. Um, again, we try no slaughter professionals, but I think in some cases, I think it's I think it's a bit. Anyway. I think it's um, it's, <laughs> it, it's liable to give guys a bit of, a bit of swagging. Um, but obviously, Sean, before we come on, mate, uh, we spoke about the game and players, i.e. James Forrest. I think James Forrest would be good. Um, I think you start the episode, Sean. I think there are a lot of things last night on Twitter about him. Um, again, um, for me, Sean, I'll get your opinion as well. But I'll get yours first, mate, because I've got a lot to say about him on his squad status and his performances and obviously the new deal. I know we spoke about it in the past, but... I think trending last night. It was trending a lot last night. So, um, welcome to episode, mate, and um, thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks very much for having me, uh, James Forrest. Start off by I'm not one of these guys that will argue if people are going to say legend might be a bit of a strong word, but in terms of like a great servant to the club, a great Celtic man, I you can't argue that he is. But in terms of the here and now. He's nowhere near good enough to be playing for us. You should see it last night as well. The first chance, you're thinking, right, kill 1-0 up, and he's missed it. The thing I've noticed through pre-season as well is whenever we are hitting fast on the attack with the speed of this team, the ball goes to Forrest and he just kills the momentum. Either by somebody passing the bottom, it just kills the full team attacking, or he's in the position to have a shot, which he should be scoring, and doesn't he? It might not really be his fault that this new team, the way Ange's get the boys playing, just doesn't suit him. 
which is fair enough to say. Is and there's a lot of players through the years that we could say, oh, they've been brilliant for us, but this style of football will not suit them. And unfortunately for him, it's one of the things that's this team, this style doesn't suit them. And hopefully, the fact that he's got pre-season games is Celtic Nandu's sort of way of saying, here's a couple of minutes this season, keep your own there, but. For me, he's not going to be starting anytime soon. I think JP, for a lot of people that I've spoke to personally about him, um, again in a group chat, I spoke to Sean about him as well. For people I've spoke to personally, it seems to be squad player. Um, maybe contribute now and again, but for me, I'll obviously give my full point on him. Um, but I think Jota, Maeda and Abada are ahead of him. Um, He's probably fourth choice winger, probably. Um, Maida is a striker, is a winger. I'd probably say he's a winger. Um, I know he scored last night, but sometimes his finishing can be a bit, <laughs> can be a bit woeful. Um, sometimes his first touch can be a pass, but his actual ability, what Ange wants him to do, Maida, it's it's very useful to the squad um, and the team starting. But I think James Forrest, for me, probably mm-hmm. is JP the fourth choice winger. Hi, good evening, lads. Lovely to be on again. Um, James Forrest is a—he's a bit of an enigma, isn't he? Uh, to say the least. Um, I personally, like I said to you before, Ryan, I don't like slagging professionals because I'm here talking about them, making their actually on the part then, but today and getting paid fortunes for doing it. Um, but what we see as fans of season ticket orders when we go to the stadium and we see him play, we see a guy who runs like he's towing a caravan. We see a guy who is no longer able to stand his man up in terms of trying to beat him. Um, he plays in an area of the department that requires athleticism and he's just, as Sean says there, he slows play down when we play at a high tempo. Now, whether that means... He, a lot of the time, nine times out of ten, he comes back to the library ball. So that then means the manipulation of that passage of play then stops and you have to then regain your possession build-up. So his pass would either go inside or back the way towards the centre-half. A couple of times last night he went back to the goalie as well. Um, but... His contribution over the last couple of years. Now, people can say right, he's been injured and this and that, and, you know, fair enough. But see, when he has played, his contribution has been very little. Um, he just got a new three-year contract. I don't know. I don't know what, uh, what a guy that, that sanctioned, whoever sanctioned that deal must be high on a prescription medicine or something, you know, because I don't know who sanctioned that for them, I really don't. Uh, in terms of, I can understand why they've gave him a contract, okay, because if you look around the globe, mate, all the big teams sort of get, a lot of them keep these guys because they're good for the squad. That's my only thinking as to why that, that's happened. Like Real Madrid, they've done it with Marcelo, they kept him on an extra couple of years. Uh, Barcelona were doing it the new with Piquet they tried it with Dani Alves it didn't work out um, it's experience to help the younger guys but like you say yourself right 
he's going to be fourth choice, maybe even fifth. There's going to be a battle between Mikey Johnson and him to see who's fifth choice. Because the two of them are probably at the same level right now in terms of their performances. Um, so, as I say, it's frustrating, mate, because you look at Jota, you look at Abada, and you look at Maeda, even when he plays wide, the contribution that these guys bring to the team. And then the board goes up and you see number 49. And a lot of the stadium, especially the, the gentlemen, uh, there's a lot of Adam's apples nearly getting swallowed because they, they see who's coming on. And right away you go, oh, no, we're, no, that's it. As Sean says, the tempo's going to drop. We're not going to be the same. We're not going to have a continuity. As I say, I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think he's as fast or as dynamic as he once was before. Do I see him getting it back? No, because he's getting older. And like Sean says again, the way the team's been built now, we add, I think we're moving in a different direction. And like I say to you today, Ryan, every player does have a shelf life. And like Scott Brown, eventually people like that need to move on to pastures now. And that's... That's just the reality, lads. That's people don't seem to like it because I think they're most thinking about the sentimental value of ah, oh, he's a Celtic boy. He's been here he was nine year old, and that's a shame. Don't slag him, maybe Jamesy or whatever. I've seen a couple of you comments today, um, but unfortunately, we need to be real and we need to we need to deal with it here now. And here now, he's not contributing that very much to the squad. I think. What Sean says what you say is I think uh, I'm I'm with his lads. Um take away, I know, see if you ask, obviously if you look at his full Celtic career, right? We all know wingers are inconsistent. We all know that wingers can be amazing for three games and then be after the ball for six games. We all know that it happens. But for me, I've never been a big fan of James Forrest, but it is hard to slaughter guys or slag guys or eat guys criticism because Taking through the youth at Celtic, I know Mikey Johnson. For me, I think Mikey Johnson has got a lot of talent, obvious injuries, and it's it's no helped him. James Forrest, I agree with performance level, definitely him and Mikey Johnson are no are no doing it. But I think ability wise, we all know James Forrest as miles better than Mikey Johnson, but performance levels, like I've always said on this, you can only comment on what you see the new. I'm no commenting on James Forrest and what he's done four years ago under mm-hmm. Rodgers or under Dyer or Lennon, whatever. What he's done previously before the last two to three years, aye, it was good. He's won medals. He's done, scored important goals for us. He's been contributing very good. I totally get that. But I'm not speaking about what he's done in the past. I'm speaking about what he's done kind of under Ange in the last year with New Lennon. I think in 2019, he done all right. I think the, was it 10 in a row season? I think he actually done okay. Um, but, think, or was it 10 in a row season before that? But, under Nine in a row season, I seemed to be the three five two we played, and it was done well. it was unbelievable that year. But the ten in a row, I know everybody was poor ten in a row, right? I understand that. But the ten in a row season last year, no injuries. But just because he's not been injured every game and every week, I understand the injuries. And listen, I've injured myself. I've had bad injuries. It does take time to get gone. But at a club at Celtic, you've got time to get gone. You've got to when you see the way I see it is right. See if you're on the bench, you're fit. You're fit to play. You are at your maximum to play. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. If you're no, if you can't be 100%, you shouldn't be on the bench. Ryan, I think a good marker for it as well, 
before as look at the Scotland team. He's not even getting a sniff no. to go into the training camps for the squad now, or um, be running about it. He's I, I can't off the top of my head right now. I can't even remember the last time he was picked. Um, I think it might have been when he scored the hat trick against Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, was he picked for Euros? Had one, was he? No, he wasn't part of the Euros squad, mate. Nope. No, he wasn't no, wearing him. Was he, Sean? No, he wasn't wearing him. I think so, no. I don't think he was wearing your old squad, lads, no. Um, if any of the listeners are listening in and they, they, they know a bit better off the top of their heads right now, I, I can't think. Um, but I don't think he was wearing the Euro squad. So it's been a wee while if he's even been in, even with the training camps. So you know, even get a sniff of that. I think that's a good marker as to where he is at club level. I, I, I was actually trying to look there, but um, I was working on my phone, so that would, I was trying to look to see when he, he last played for Scotland. But for me, I'm like, I'm like you, is that football's moving forward now. James Forrest, see, take away the last two years, right? He's done amazing when it comes to goals. Similar to Brown. Brown, for me, when you look in hindsight now, Scott Brown was no use wisely in his last year on the Lennon. He played just about every game when he shouldn't have. Scott Brown, mm-hmm. for me, was made a scapegoat because he was getting older. And I know the full team is poor. We all know that, right? But I know talk about that season. But Scott Brown was not used wiser that season. He was played just about every game. And Scott Brown should have been played maybe the Saturday and maybe then only played on the bench during the week and played on the Saturday. He should have been used sparingly in the business. And you can see he was... He was he, I thought Scott Brown was still played all right. But... He was known as Scott Brown of old because he was getting older and you need to use these players wisely. Similar maybe to Forrest, he might start one game and then he might not play for three games. Maybe that might be the best way to get the best out of him. I don't know. But for what I'm seeing, people don't like to judge pre-season, right? I understand the results in pre-season mean fuck all to me. Couldn't care if he could beat 6-1 half West Ham or 4-0 half up in Vienna. I don't care about the result because... It's pre-season. You're not getting trophies in pre-season. But I comment on how they play. And see when guys are making five-yard passes astray all the time. Listen, we all make mistakes. That's why I played amateur, because I made mistakes. But, but I'm allowed to do that. I'm amateur. If you're playing professional with Celtic, you can't misplace passes every five minutes because you're going to get punished. And this is why I'm saying about better teams. We're talking about being Champions League. See if we get a ball away every five minutes, we're going to get pumped. You can't do that. And I know it's a different level, but the thing for me with James Forrest that you are talking about when it comes to going forward, right? You look at Abada, what's the first thing Abada does when he gets the ball? Direct, he takes his man on. It might not happen all the time, he might lose the ball, but he's trying. Jota gets the ball direct. Defenders don't like pace. They fucking hate you facing them and getting them on the turn. They don't like it. But like you say, JP, James Forrest now, it's, is it confidence? Is it mental? Is it he just can't date anymore? Like he says, I think he's throwing a caravan. The fact's been disrespectful and apologise, but I'm just saying my opinion as a fan. That's just that's just the that's just the reason uh, about a fan. You comment on what you see. Mm-hmm. And I just even last year, I just thought he's throwing a caravan. He's just no James Forrest. Is it because he's injured? Or is it confidence? I don't I can't I'm no James Forrest, I can't tell you, but I can only comment on what I see. And like he says, last night as well, JP, he's taking the ball back. He's no taking the, the guy on anymore. And I'm like, fucking go. Take him on. That's and the thing as well, Ryan. I actually thought playing on the left-hand side would actually have been more beneficial for him because 
it's then easier to stand your man up to go inside your man to make. So if you're playing against a right back, nine times out of ten, your right back's got a weak left foot, mm. or that is his weaker side. Um, unless you're you're on a bit and you can play with both feet, and you're actually all right both sides. But no, every right back's like that. Is what I'm saying. Um, so to to then take a man on and go inside him would be. I thought that would have been made easier for him mm. coming in after left. He wasn't even able to do that. So. Actually, and just quicker than him at running. I would like to see Ray to have a race and do maybe a couple of wee sprint shuttle runs together. Actually, and Ange would letter him. That's it. See the thing for like me. He says he's throwing a caravan. <coughs> see the thing for me, JP and Sean. That I, will, I don't know if you've seen this, Sean. I don't know if you even sent me it, but see the semi final against Rangers last year. That's when I realised it was it was it was done. I think it was for the second goal. I I really don't know why fans have no fans have no brought this up. I'm just chasing back and Bassey, boom, away. Ball in the box, fuck you, goal, and I'm like that. As soon as a player gets two or three yards away from him, he just stops because he knows he's not going to make it. And, uh, he's in. But Sean, that was when I went, maybe he's no cut out to play this style of play. Maybe new any style of play. i happy, but like JP and you have said, Sean, the game's moving forward. We're, we're trying to play on the front foot and can James Forrest get the ball Go in the front fat and play the ball through now. Sean, I, I can't see it, but I, I still think he'll contribute in some capacity, maybe after the bench or against the St. Mirren's, etc. But I think going forward, if you want to play European football and we want to be a Champions League club, which I still think we're a mile off, but that's my opinion. I personally think we're European level, uh, Europe League level, sorry. Hopefully this year we can prove otherwise, but is he going to be the guy that's going to go and take the stuff in the ball now, Sean? I just can't see it. I'm not wanting to make this podcast about James Forrest, but I'm just trying to highlight what I've seen so far in pre-season and obviously last year, Sean. It's not even just about when he's at the ball at his feet. How many games has Abada, when we're attacking down the left with Jota and Maeda, has Abada running at the back post on another wing and just caught defenders out? How many goals have we seen him? The most noticeable one was when Barisic decided to mm. act like a ball boy at Park Eden, have a seat. That one, it's the way it runs into the box, nobody picking him up. So effective as a winner, and we just don't see that for him at all. So one, you're not getting him good with the ball, and two, he's not good without the ball. So, And the other three winners are very good at <coughs> both of them. So he's got no chance. I'd... Well, no chance is a bit harsh, but in terms of who would get picked first, mm. it's certainly not him. For me, the new deal... I can understand it to a degree when it comes to his experience because, listen, he's won so many trophies. He will be good in the changing room um, and he will contribute to a certain degree, especially squad rotational-wise. But, and I know you need a squad in football. I understand that. We all need guys to come in and play. But um, like I said to Joe last night as well, I think I've said to you, JP, the other night as well, see if you looked at James Forrest now, 
if you just look at his last two years, how can, listen, I'm only commenting to me, I don't want to be, say, how can any fan say that he deserves a new deal because fans have all got opinions, right? I'm not any expert. I don't want to be an expert, I'm just a fan. But for my, for my fan opinion, JP, how can you look at your last two years and look at, I know you've injured, I'm taking that into consideration, but how can you get a guy a new deal and what he's done the last two years? Mm-hmm. How how can you tell me he deserves a new deal? How? If, if people have got an opinion to show me otherwise, tell me, DM me on Twitter or whatever, text me, tell mm-hmm. me. But for my football opinion, stats-wise, people are bad, bad going stats now, right? See if you want to go in stats this year, you shouldn't be playing. Well, that's it, Ryan, and that's why I think the new contract can't surely be based on player performance, because if that's the case, then he's going to brew. I'd imagine he's got a waist cut, I'd imagine so. Well, he would have had to. I would imagine he would have had to. There would have been some sort of reduction, because you can't get paid that amount of money, for just say for talking, say he was on 15 grand or whatever, or whatever he was on. You can't get paid that, and you're not really contributing nothing. Um. It's just not feasible for a club to operate like that. Um, like we spoke earlier, his numbers are very, very low considering um, he's an attacking wing player. So he's uh, his contribution compared to Abada in his first season at Celtic is scary. It's like night and day between the two of them. Um, so the contract he was offered and he was good the three year deal cannot be on player performance nobody's going to convince me and tell me that he warranted that contract through his performances because he's not he's got to have been good at either on sentimental reasons or like I says earlier all the big clubs seem to do it they keep continuity they try and keep experienced pros and amongst the young boys to to help the young boys, but like I says, I don't know what, what can I help he's offering because he, if he can't perform to the level that's been required to him, how's he going to help somebody else do that? Hmm. So uh, it's baffling just all around <laughs> to think. But obviously, listen, I think the one thing to take for it is we need to trust the manager, I think, yeah, because he's got to have sanctioned the, the deal. He's, he's got to have said aye, gear matters. Otherwise, because we're led to believe that Ange is in, is in charge of the whole board, so in but, charge but, of the whole but, thing. I, I think in this deal, Ange is on <laughs> medication. <laughs> <laughs> aye, I think Ange is the one that got away with a prescription sheet, mental Lloyds and got it hanged and started yeah, taking yeah. the tablets immediately. But, I'm only kidding there um, in terms of that but if Andy's obviously sanctioned it then there's got to be a reason behind that as well it's not just it's just frustrating it's just really frustrating because I've always liked him Um, I'm getting really annoyed with him now because I've seen him perform a better level than what he's shown previously. As Sean says, he was outstanding in 2019. That's only a short time ago. It's not that long ago. And he's only had a couple of injuries since then. So I just don't know what's went wrong. I don't know. 
I don't know if maybe a bit like Space Jam and fucking somebody stole his powers or something like that and he's just he's he's a one that I don't know touched the wrong football one day and the powers are still in the bar somewhere and the boy's been Peter Cade blittered right there into the bushes somewhere and they can't find it again up Lennox Town somewhere but no as I say all kidding aside I really it's frustrating and I'm baffled as to the length of the contract he was given I'm really hoping, Sean, that he can perform and basically say to us in the podcast and other Celtic fans, fuck you. I'd love that. I'd love him to perform and, and, and that's why I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm no player. I can only give my opinion and sometimes my opinion probably isn't valid. I don't care. I just need to say what I think. And you know, they will pay our money. I'm never going to say... The, the only time I've maybe said recently that nobody will tell me different is on the right back. Nobody will tell me, Sean, that, that big Yurigi is going to be a Celtic player. Nobody will tell me that. I don't care. Uh, people can... I respect people's opinions, but nobody will tell me that that boy is good enough to play with Celtic. He might be good enough to play with Aberdeen or go down south again, but I just don't think he's going to ever get to Celtic level, which is... it's That's fine. He's still a professional. He might still play at a good level abroad or down south, but as as I know, I don't think he'll get to that level. But talk about level, Sean. Um, Hitati. Wow, that that boy's going to be an absolute belter. Um, I know, I know. I spoke to Dan on the podcast, and he did say that Maida and Hatati were probably two that you would take out to feed him. He says if Gucci doesn't really do much, he says you can't really criticise Hans because let's be fair, we can't criticise him really on his recruitment. Um, I know he's probably sanctioned the Scott Bain deals and Forest deals again. We are Forest a wee bit a jump here, but. It's hard for us not to go against the manager, but us as fans, we can only speculate and look at what we're seeing. And just because Anne agrees with it doesn't mean that we need to agree with it. I know you can, you've got to trust the manager, but you've got to debate and to speculate. But Hatate, Sean, that goal last night for me is not been spoken about enough. I know it's only pre season, but the ball from McGregor and he's just watched the ball. Fuck you. It's world class. If that's messy, it's getting spoken about fucking. For years than nothing. What what a player, man. He's for me, Ham and O'Reilly are gonna fight with for player of the year. I know you've got Jota and Kyogo and Jack and Marcus, but for for the especially most improved player for going forward, they two for me are gonna be fantastic. When Hitati <clears throat> when Hitati came into us, you could see you're right, this boy's a player, he's absolutely phenomenal. But we all agreed towards the end of the season, you could see the tiredness checking him. And he admitted it himself, which is understandable given he had just played a full Japanese season and straight to us. But he done an interview, <clears throat> I think it was at the very start of pre-season, just at the end of the season. I can't even mind who it was for, but it was like a mere personal interview. And he was saying about how he's really looking forward to a rest because he feels as if he's nowhere near the level he should be at. And you're reading that saying, what? You think you're nowhere near the level you're... You should be it. How did this boy want to be? And there you go, the games he's played so far, you can see it. He's absolutely unbelievable. And the fact last night as well, you could see when we were getting attacked, he was helping drop back. But as soon as we get the ball, boom, he was in there. And that run for that goal, as you say, the Cal McGregor pass as well, to pick that out, he's seen Hitati making that run. That's a striker's run. If Kyogre Jakimaki stay that, we're like, what a striker that boy is. But a midfielder to run in and also finish that as well, he's he's unbelievable. 
And I'm honestly looking forward to this season watching him. I think that I think you're saying, Sean, it's I think it's mostly for me that I think what most fans are uh, saying, mate, because I know he tired last year and probably his fans would say he's, he's lacking fitness, and, but then you've got to look at obviously he's played a big season, same way my ad, uh, Kyogo and Maida as well. So, but like JP, we've spoken about, and basically Sean says there, we had Tati's run. The amount of goals we have got from midfield, it's not just Jackie Marcus and Kyogo. Tumble can chip in, O'Reilly's been chipping McGregor, I'm not really, he's mere, he's mere just a technician. Hitatic has scored goals that we've seen last year. So, going forward in midfield, like I said to Joe last night, you've got a headache. Gucci, Molly Cumgood, we don't know. Aaron Moyes, still to come in. For me, I, I don't really get, I've said it before, on last night's pod and the night, I don't get the negativity on, on the transfer. It's a no-brainer for me. Even Joe said it last night. He says, for the experience and the transfer fee, you're bringing him in for. It's a no-brainer. But Hitati, JP, last night, I thought it was superb. And I'm really looking forward to watching him this year. Aye, yeah. I echo what he's saying, lads. I think he's absolutely tremendous. He's on a different planet. Um, I think what, what it highlights with Hitati is he, he's what Ange wants in terms of the manipulation of play. So the way we play is so hard to defend against and so hard to play against because we play in triangular motions. Um, when we press, we press to two. We press with two, but there's always a point to the press. So the point is shaped by a triangle. So there's always one at the top and two, two behind. If you seen it last night, O'Reilly, O'Reilly, McGregor, and Hatati were always together when the ball get, when we were in transition and we'll try to get the ball back. Um what I've noticed as well is when other teams have got the ball, Celtic drop into sort of a halfway line. And then what happens is when you get near the halfway line, that's when you're pressed. But you're not just pressed, you're pressed at a fucking tempo that you're... Uh, my tongue was hanging out just watching it on the telly last night, looking at them running like that. The speed and running power that's throughout the team now, Ryan, is fucking unbelievable. And it's took a full season to get them there. We've had injuries, we've had hamstring injuries, we've had calf strains, we've had this, we've had that. See all the running power now? It's all there. There's going to, you'll probably find this season, touch Harry Wood right enough, you'll probably find this season there'll be less injuries like that because they're accustomed to the running that they're being asked to do. And the We Never Stop model, you can see, you could, you could see that in the first half last night. Um, I think it got to a point where Warsaw were actually frightened to play for defence into midfield because they knew exactly what was going to happen it starts to put fear in people mate and it starts to have players on the pitch questioning their own ability because they're going am I going to have a tatty up my ass my head up my ass fucking Jota up my ass Abada even Abada last night I thought he was outstanding man. even though people would say he never really contributed much but as he's running after the ball, it's not just don't just watch what they do with the ball, watch them after the ball in the shape they fall into. It's frightening, absolutely frightening. But I thought he's at the forefront of all that, right? And I've already said it, mate. My, I've made my, my feelings clear with that one previously on other pods. Um, I, I think that it'll be a ball held between him and O'Reilly for player of the year. The two of them are just on another planet, the two of them have got so much in understanding. And even like, say, when McGregor, when McGregor roams mm-hmm. forward, 
Hatati will cover in or it'll be O'Reilly. So they'll take a they'll take a shot each a day. And for me, I know people bang on about Turnbull and this and that. That's the best three we've got. Hatati, O'Reilly and McGregor. They were three destroyed them, three nothing at uh, Park Kid that night at Celtic Park. Because of the manipulation, because of the way we, we they just drag people away, and they, they drag people out of shape. They like you could set up a back five by a low block, guarantee one or two of them getting dragged out either by Maeda's dynamic runs, Hatati's in, in and out movements between the mid to mid to front. He he can spin in behind. He, can, he showed that last night with the one that McGregor plays a wee ball out, and his his finish was unbelievable. Uh, but not just that, you've got to look at the timing of that as well, Ryan. He catches that on a half turn mid-air and he just cushions it right at the top of Boric and into goal. So, absolute quality. Um, I also thought what helped in the first half last night as well was the speed of play from Burnaby and Ralston because it looked like they were only taking a touch to two touches and then moving the ball on. It was as if they were told to to, to, to play on that. Um, I mean, you've got two fullbacks with that and understanding as well to play them and like coming in as well, knowing when to come in, knowing when to stay. It's going to be really hard for teams to set up and play against us. And I'm even talking about in Europe as well. Teams like Sheriff Tarispo and uh, Victoria Plazins and Ludigrets and teams that have made the Champions League at all. I really think we might be too much for teams like that because of the way we play. They don't face anything like that in their domestic champions. And I think with Kyogo <laughs> and Maeda and Hatati, they all play at tempo and speed. And when that's being utilised properly, like it was in the first half last night, I do fancy my chances against anybody, mate, to be honest with you. Because we're so good at keeping the ball. Our football in the first half last night was absolutely devastating. I'm just going to say that to Sean, mate. Um... Chatting there, that gone basically what you've said, mate. I'm, I'm agreeing, especially going forward, Sean. I think last night you can see every game going forward, the tempo's getting quicker. And every ah, even last year, every time we got the park, you think you're going to score, you just look so threatening going forward, even against um, the more border side of the city, even in Europe, even in Europe against Leverkusen, etc. We were looking very dangerous, but it's going forward. I think we've no issues whatsoever. To midfield to front, I think with any issues. Um, for me, people are probably still commenting on last year how good we were defensively. I we were, we were superb last year defensively. Europe being wise, silly goals, etc. My only can, it's not a worry, JP. The only concern in Sean that I've got is the silly goals in pre season. I just hope that it's pre season, get out of the way, and that's out of the system. I hope that's the right spin. Um, I know me and you were talking last night that you thought Vickers was filled. I can give or take that, but I just think, why is he himself anyway? Where's, where's, where's fucking Cameron to us? Was it Julian or Welsh? Was it the second half on it? Was it, it been Julian on it? Or was it Welsh? It was Welsh. Welsh. Julian came on about so, 10 minutes into so that. Why is, well, you've got to look at the phase, Ryan. The phase of that, they're, they're anticipating Carter Vickers winning it to start a new phase one into transition for picking up the ball. That's why they, 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 they were in their shape. Yeah. And that's, that's why just, it looked like for me, they were fucking depleted at the back because that's the way we set up naturally. Yeah. It was also very clever for their keeper as well. Mm-hmm. 
went to act for that as soon as they did the boys, just released that boy. So yeah, I just don't know. Just so one of the it's, it's a wee bit concerning the way we can see silly goals. I know it's only pre-season and you're trying not to judge too much, but silly, silly goals. I, I don't want to go... I know the free kick was good for Diaz. It was, but I thought Seacrest was... I still sense was terrible. I thought he should have saved it. I'm no yeah, so foul was terrible for Julian, right? I know, I know. It was... He doesn't need to make that challenge, mate. I just think that, to be fair, I'm not going to criticise Seacrest too much because he's... Some of says were superb, and I did say to Joe last night, and Joe agreed with me that... I think you'll push Hart this year. I'm not saying he was going to take care of Hart, but he will challenge Hart because I think he's a very good goalkeeper. We've seen it, Sean, last year when he played against us. I don't know what you think about defensive-wise, Sean. I know the defence is up and down. We all know, for me, Janovic will be right back. Will it be Lenz? don't know. Starfield still to come back in. Um, I generally believe that maybe Vickers is missing Starfield. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, We use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Because if he's in pre-season, Vickers has not really been up to at his standards as yet. Again, is it rusting? It probably is, because right? we all know how good Vickers is. Starfelt for me is a big miss now. I know for the first month of the season, most of the Celtic squad were saying, is this guy going to cut it? But when you look at him now, Sweden's not a nationalist. He plays most times with Sweden. When you look at him and Vickers, they're probably the first two. The boy Lenz, we don't know how good he is. I can't judge him. He's obviously fancied the way because he was looked at before. Um, defensive wise, probably Burnaby. I think I think going forward, it looks good. Defensively, maybe he's going to shake up, but I think he'll air time, like I says as well. So I don't think he's coming here not to play. You don't sign that Argentinian for three and a half million and don't expect to play. Um, but I think going forward, mate, very very good. But hopefully defensively, maybe get one in. Maybe I, I don't know if Julian goes, but I think maybe need to start showing up for defensive wise for maybe the Aberdeen game. Um, I agree with you in the sense Carter Vickers is probably missing Starfelt because when a lot of people are quite critical of Starfelt when they first came in and even if you look back at Carter Vickers' first few games it wasn't the player that they're seeing now but the two of them just formed that connection with each other that they know exactly where each other is it's chill, he's got it, he's got it it could be just he's missing him the fact that he keeps chopping and changing who's playing beside him in pre-season because it's trying to hit again. It's just as important as if you play two strikers, two centre-backs need a partnership because it can't just be all oh, the two is do the same thing. It's not going to work like that. So I think it's maybe just he's a bit unsettled with the chopping and changing of the team, which is expected. But pre-season, get that iron done, mate. Hopefully Starfield's back pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um 
Also, we need to look at this boy Lenz to see what he's like. I reckon he'll get a good few minutes on Saturday. By the sound of it as well in his interview, he was dying to go and play last night. If it was up to him, he'd have been straight out of Poland last night and playing. So I think he's ready for Saturday to play and hopefully he's going to be a good addition to the squad. And if Starfelt is still a couple of weeks away, hopefully he can slot in there with Carter Vickers. Do we know if Starfelt's even training properly with the squad? I've not seen anything on JP at all. Not seen any videos. I know when Ange was asked about it, Ange did say he was going to miss the majority of pre-season. So, in terms of he's missing the games, okay, fair enough. But is he missing training? Because if he's missing training, then he's miles away. He wasn't at the open training day on Monday, but... He wasn't there? No, but the thing is... There was a few players done a wee bit of the session and then sat out the rest of it, like Jota and McGregor and stuff, because they'd played on the Saturday, the most minutes. So ah, right, okay. I was talking to a guy at the game, well, at the training day, and he was saying, I staff out, we'll be up at Lennox Town in the gym, doing recovery stuff nah. today, because he's no ready for the tempo that we're doing the training that he's no ready for that yet. But the thing he's is, right, just before, we, just before we started back, Sean, we've seen a video of staff out on Insta, uh, and he was on the beach with a guy doing Aye. training and running and jumping and so what what is it he's injured because he looked as if he was moving freely in that video so I'm, I'm just a bit I'm just a bit kind of baffled as to what is actually wrong with him I know he had to be sell with Sweden I don't know if it was his back he landed up early didn't he and then um, he was clutching sure his back sure it was his hamstring was done? it his hamstring Aye. Right, I thought it was his lower back um, if it's his hammy then you're talking oh, how long was Kyogo and that was a hammy so was Turnbull it so, was, that video was quite deceiving but like today that on sand's pretty fucking hard on your legs well, that's, so that's when that, I seen that I was like dude the big man's back here we go and yeah and the fact that he's, that, no so. took, he's no took part in any of the sort of pieces he's not even I've not even seen him in any of the videos that Celtic have put out like with the squad which is, that's quite alarming, to be fair, um, considering he was one of our best, he was one of our best attributes last season, I like my big cat of Um So no, it's going to be interesting, which makes me then think, is, is Jens going to, is, is he coming into play? Is he, is, is he, is he going to be forced to do that? Because I've spoke to the boys on the podcast before, Sean, I don't think Stephen Welsh is what Celtic need moving forward, mate. He's no got the ability to play at that elite level uh, consistently. And if that's your go-to centre-back, if, like, say, for talking to Starfield or Cameron Carter-Vickers is injured, then I think you're banging soapy bubble. I, I like Big Welsh, but in terms of, oh, he's going to be starting, nah, he's not that level. He could get there because he's still young enough. He's still. Yeah. You think about the way Lennon chucked him into the team, and you can imagine the way he was telling him to play, constantly changing who he was playing with at the back to no Andrews came in. No, I'm going to change again the way you're playing for a boy at his age as a centre back. The contrasting styles are that can take a bit of getting used to. Yeah. But I'm happy that. Mid game, or Starfield's looking a wee bit tired, like he's maybe got a deep leg for an oak or something. 
Welsh's coming on, I'm not going to panic. Mm-hmm. But if we're doing into the start of the season and stuff else now to be seen, then I will start to panic a bit because I don't think he's the level to jump in there with Carter Vickers and be, aye, that's fine, we've got any issues at the back. Would you panic? Level, but... Would you panic if felt was cramping up or whatever, and it was, say for talking to Salah or Mbappe that was playing against them? Would you panic then, having to bring Welsh on? Because I know in my heart they jump right into a fucking throttle, man. Right. Yeah, and that's nothing to do with. By the way, I don't <coughs> think Stephen Welsh is a bad footballer. I just don't think he's level. good enough to mm. play. I don't think he's good enough to play at that level yet. And if that's your go-to centre-back, for an instance, what you just said there, Sean, in terms of one of them forward cramp, or he needs to come off for a precaution. And just say the game's maybe, I don't know, fucking, like, let's cross my fingers and toes here. The game's one each against Bayern Munich at Celtic Park. The game's going into the 75th minute. And here comes Stephen Welsh. The whole stadium's going to fucking, the whole unison's going to go, <gasps> That's the, in my opinion, that's probably nine times out of ten, that's probably going to be the reaction. The same way it would be if, I don't know, if Jota ended up getting injured and you had to bring Mikey Johnson on. I think you would be, Aye. I think you would be fucking, I don't know, I think the toilets would be, you'd be queuing out the toilets because you'd be fucking skids running down you, would be touching cloth, I think you'd be skids running down you inside <laughs> the back of your legs and everything. I don't think we'd be drinking water, we'd be shitting in the fucking toilet. We wouldn't be called the toilet drinkers, we would be called uh, something else. <laughs> that, that, Sean, that gets on to the point that, uh, sorry JP, that gets on to the point that um, talking about players who can come in and play. Um, we all understand when you play friendlies, um, managers make changes and the tempo does drop. Listen, it's, it's natural and... Um, McCarthy came on yesterday. I've been a, I've I've kind of rated McCarthy through his career when he's played. I thought even when he signed, I still think it was a no-brainer. I still don't think it was a bad signing. I still don't think anybody can say it's totally no worked out. But is he going to play? I don't think so. But so far, I think he's done the pecking order. I think he is a squad player. I think he can come in and play against your St Mirrens and your Ross Counties. But like we're starting to say, for me. I'm focusing on more of the European group stage. I'm trying to, is these guys going to, are they going to be able to come on and play? Like your Spelsies, your McCarthy's, I'm trying to remember who was coming on last night. Your Mikey, Mikey Johnson. Johnson. Are these guys going to be able to come in? And like we are saying, I know you've got to have a squad there, JP, we understand that, and some guys are not going to be as good as the other. But ideally, you want to have maybe at least one player who's going to come in and play and be rough for the same level. That's what we're trying to say with James Forrest. Can he come in and do with Jordan or Barrican day? No. Can Johnson do it? No. Can Wells do with Starfelt? And, but I understand that. That's why we're third and fourth choice. Mm-hmm. But like you say, JP, can we rely on these fringe players, so-called fringe players, to come in and play, European-wise, to help us? And like you're saying, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, that, I know that's why they're French players because they're not playing every week. But, but Ryan, what, why can't we know bring in that kind of quality? Because Liverpool have got. I know. Don't I, I know Liverpool have got a lot more money than we no, can spend I per transfer we, window. I but Liverpool saying, can bring I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Darwin Nunes and bring on Firmino. They can bring off Salah and put on Jota. They can bring off Diaz and. Do you know what I mean? Do you know where I'm going? 
So if these big clubs can do that, in my opinion, we're a big club, so how can we not do that as well? So in terms of the, the, the quality of the squad, I don't see any reason as to why. I know we've got to recruit within my means, right? We've got to use it wisely and blah, 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 blah. We don't have the finances that have got done in England. I get all that, okay. But don't tell me there's no another Jota there or no another Abada there that we can go and recruit within our means to go, right, well, we can bring Abada off and put him on. Or we can bring Carter Vickers off and put him on. There's got to be a level, a quality that even meets our requirements as well. So I don't really want to go down that path of going, the guy that's coming on isn't going to be that good because I would be expecting that to happen, especially if you want to associate yourself as being a Champions League club, right? I don't know what you think of that, Sean, but for me, I, I think maybe last night, again, we've not seen much of Gucci. Um, I, you can't really judge him to an extent because he's not the one of games, but I think for me, I think Aaron Moyes, like we've spoken about personally, I think Aaron Moyes come to play at a, a contribution with. I don't think he's coming here as a pals act. He's not here because he's a he's just a free transfer. Fuck it, we'll sign him. Andrew's obviously gained him this deal for a reason and the fact that I think it's an option in, in our deal He's obviously expecting him to come in and play some capacity. And like we were said, is Hattati going to play further forward? Is McGregor and him going to sit? Is O'Reilly? How's he going to do? Do you know what I mean? It's going to be, he's going to have a lot of decisions to make. But I think for me, just on what I know from Aaron Moy, if Aaron Moy's fit, again, I can't judge you too much because I've not seen him too much. But on my knowledge of Aaron Moy, if Aaron Moy's fully fit, he's in front of Gucci McCarthy, Sean. With the Aaron Moy thing, I'll be honest, sitting in bed playing FIFA, my fiance said to me, she's looking through Twitter, she goes, Aaron Moy, and I'm like, oh, would you want to be him every transfer one day? It's like another Paddy Roberts thing, his name always pops up, and it was no, we're actually signing him. So, right, okay, I wasn't mm-hmm. over the moon, I wasn't delighted, as I imagine a lot of people were, it's not exactly... Very, very exciting with the buzz that we wrote with Jot and Carter Vickers mm. and that. But then me and you were texting about it and I thought, right, I'm going to look into this a bit more. What's he been up to recently? I know he was in China. It's very hard to judge because, let's face it, a lot of players go there to make cash. They're not going there to develop as a football player. But I think the crucial thing was Australia qualifying for the World Cup. Two very difficult games they had to get through. And he played as a central defensive midfielder in both the games and was superb in the two of them. And I've read reports on the games. I look back at the highlights and it totally changed my mind on him. I'm like, yep, the fact that we've brought him in, as JP was saying with the whole, or if, in terms of having the quality on the bench, there should be a first team player, two first team players in every position. So if one comes off, one is on, you're no panicking. The fact that we've got Aaron Moy in the door to join the midfield, uh, Tumbo, O'Reilly, McGregor, Hatati, to join that group, it's a no-brainer. The fact that it was a free transfer. So be interesting to see where exactly he does play. If he sits back, if he pushes forward. As me and you were discussing, if they're going to trial the 4-2-3-1, is he going to be the one sitting or whatever? But 
it'll be interesting to see and my mind changed quickly after reading about Mera Boom and hopefully it changes even more when we get to see him play. Because I just think that it's just in terms of value. It was the same with McCarthy. I know McCarthy's not done... I don't see. I know what I'm saying is McCarthy good enough right to play, but when he's played in certain games last year, he didn't do too much Ryan when he came in, but pre-season, I, know he, I don't think he's done that well. Right? I, I, I'm trying not to judge too quickly, but I don't think he came in. Champions League-wise, can McCarthy play? I don't know. I don't, it's there to be seen, but for me, Aaron Moyes, JP, and just in terms of value, no matter what he does, if, in terms, we'll talk about this and then we'll go into obviously um, the wee quick roundup on the players, <laughs> the worst players, but for me, JP, Aaron Moyes, just in terms of value, it's a no-brainer. Oh, absolutely, mate. Um, well, you can look at it a couple of ways. We've not paid a penny for him. We've offered him a wage. And it's married into sheer timing of him leaving the team in China. He was with Shanghai Port. Um, not only that, he played for three and a half years under Ange when Ange was the Australian national team coach. So he knows right away the way he knows he knows what the demands are all about. Uh, he knows Harry Kill. He probably knows a couple of the Australian boys that are in Scottish football as well. His wife's from Glasgow. Um, I thought it was interesting listening to him today talking um, and the fact that he's, he said he's no won a lot of trophies. So he's played for clubs, but he's no won a lot of trophies. Um, and obviously that was a big reason he knows that Celtic challenge for trophies every season probably a, a big lawyer would have been the Champions League I'm only imagining that would have been the because that's a big carrot for any player to to, to want to sign for Celtic this season um, they're guaranteed Champions League football you're guaranteed six blockbuster games whether you get scudded fucking 8-0 every game or you're in them or you're no, doesn't matter. You're guaranteed six games. Um, so, and then you're guaranteed four, four derbies in the season where you're on the map, as in on Sky Television, being broadcasted all around the world. Um, so it's, it's a massive lure for any player. That itself... Uh, but in terms of, as you said there, Ryan, it's not a pals Ange hasn't signed Aaron Moy because, uh, you know what, he's Australian and he sounds like me, he's got the same accent as me and I think it's going to sound cool when we do pressers together. That's not what he's signed him for. And he's bald he's and he looks, he looks hard. <laughs> he looks hard, aye. <laughs> uh, aye, well, maybe, that, maybe that's why he's signed him. Maybe Scott Brown's not there anymore, so we need something that's... <laughs> It looks like one of the Mitchell brothers in the middle of the park. Teams will, teams will just be put off. Um, you just but, need a bold enforcer. Every team needs one. Uh, aye. Just somebody that just sits there and shows you their heat. What up? <laughs> um, that'll be me shortly, by the way. What up? <laughs> <laughs> put some milk on it. I can't work it off, by the way. Um, <laughs> no. He's, his footballing ability is the reason why he's been he, he's been brought in. Um, and he's not been brought in to sit on the bench. He's been brought in because he's going to be played. 
Um, he's going to be somebody that Ange can trust. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, he's probably not going to take a long time to settle either. We, like I say, with his wife being Glaswegian, he's been back and forth all the time. And what you need to do is listen to him talk. He was sold on the move pretty, pretty soon. It's Celtic brand. If you're fair Glasgow or in about Glasgow or you know MDF Glasgow, you're going to know who Celtic are and they're massive here. So when you get a chance to go, you go. You don't hesitate and you don't uh, think about it twice. Because um, if you do, you don't normally get a second chance at or a bite of a charity to come again later on down the line. But he's a good footballer. His passing range is very, very good. Um... We spoke about it earlier. Celtic play at a tempo and he sets standards as well, Ryan. So he'll he'll set standards for the guys around about him as well. He's experienced in the game, so he's he's played in different leagues for starters. He's still a current Australian mm-hmm. internationalist. Um that have, as Sean says, they've qualified for the next World Cup. So he'll be going to that as well. Um so I as I said, it's it's a, it's a, a, there's no risk at all involved with it. Put it this way, there's more risk in Green Forest than a three-year deal based on a fabrication of what the fuck you gave him that deal for, I, I don't know, than there is Green Aaron Moy. What is it, a two-year deal ago? Is it, I think it's a one-year, one but with an option to a year, wouldn't it, I think? Right, because when, when it got announced on Sky, Sky said it was a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um. It may be, but I just thought it was a one and, and plus one. Aye. But again, I'll go back to you could look at it in the reverse of forest. You've got to kind of trust Ange as well to an extent because he's the one that's he's an Ange signing, so he's the one that's going kind to of sanction the deal and brought him in. The same as obviously he sanctioned whatever he's done for Forest. Um but no, as I say, Ryan, I don't think there's any risk we are in my at all, I think. It'll not be long before Aaron Moy shows his, his quality. He has got merit. I would say he, he can play a defensive mid, Sean, but he's, he has got more attacking qualities in him than what he has defensively. Um, but he isn't frightened to tackle people. I think that's key as well. Um, mm-hmm. You will see him put a boot in if he needs to, or put his arse in the road, because he, he, he kind of has that type of player. He sticks his arse out a lot. To, to cover himself to shield the ball and uh, he's very good technically I think that's another one of his major qualities 
Um, and he he dictates the tempo when we play. Um, I think he'll be somebody that will help McGregor in abundance, maybe to push McGregor into that number eight goal that we all love him playing in because we, we think he's more effective in there. But he can play number six, number eight. He can do it very comfortably. I think he's got a, he can get about as well, so he's got a wee bit of athleticism in him as well, even though he's 31. He's only 31, guys. He's no... I know. People are going, oh, he's 31. Uh, he's 31. I wish I was 31 again. Um, but he's, he's only 31. <laughs> he's no 41 or 51. Or, and as I say, as Sean says, I'm looking forward to seeing him as well because I think it'll not be long before we're all that and even about him playing for Celtic. I think the Champions League is a big lure. Um, I know JP, your personal teammate, so we'll get the the, the boss transfers out of the way, but I think Champions League is a big lure for, for us in, in any capacity this season, for any transfer going forward. Um, on to the... A wee, bit of, a wee bit of a good laugh on Twitter talking about the, the a few worst transfers we've signed, Sean. Um, for me, my first one, I think for me, Celtic fans, I think it was the biggest on the poll uh, in terms of value with Barker, Sean. Um, I think it's if you send him a free transfer, I don't think you've been playing too much with the fact you pay £5 million from him, probably gave him about 20 grand a week. It's probably it was a shambles that signing. Um, I don't think I need to say too much more. His positional sense against West Ham said it all. That was laughable. That was just unbelievable. And that for me, that I try to not judge him too much, but after that game, the jury was out. Um, it done all right against St. Johnston when we were doing to bare bones, but ah, he was, in terms of value, man, hopeless. The other man was Freddie Lundberg. Don't know who sanctioned that deal. That was unbelievable. I don't know if it was a publicity stunt to sell shirts because it was finished. Um, I think his debut was at Bury Rangers or one of his first games. He was fucking hopeless. Hardly played. Um, and another, another one, you could pick Mullins, but another one for me was Baldy. I don't know who signed him either. I really don't know. You could put in guys like Carlton Cole. I know, I know Carlton Cole. He it, it did do well for West Ham and Chelsea and stuff, but for Celtic, Sean... We had a couple of Baldys, but Baldy, mean? Amido Baldi. Amido Baldi. Yeah. I think it was £2 million he signed for or something. Again, again Sean, Mel wasted projects that we've signed and I'm lucky, I'm happy that Andrew's not really doing these project signs because I'm done with them. <laughs> um, I, think, but I, I think me and you read that game, Sean, didn't we? We were absolutely <laughs> fucked. And we've seen Gartle Cole. Sean, Inverness like, yes! away. Sing the Gartle Cole song. Pure, just doing it for a laugh because of how shite it was. And then he oh. fucking does a forward roll and the ball hits him and he's in. He celebrates as if he's just scored an absolute streamer. But if that's your Celtic highlight, then you're absolutely rotten. Just touching on the Amido Baldi one, if you think of who his strike partner was at the time, Timo Pukki. I know he's been on to do well now, but at the time, that was the two choices to play up front for us. Timo Pukki and Amido Baldi. Jesus Christ. I know, mate, I don't know who, who you think, maybe two or three, mate, that are worst, but there's a, quite a bit to pick for especially in the last 10 years. Jalen the Saunders up there for me. Um, I was saying the Twitter, um, Saunders, Sean. Uh-huh. I think a big one that sticks out for me, lads, you came with a big pedigree and obviously a lot of, a lot of prom, there was a lot of type and promise around. Dirk Richter. Yep. 
came to Ajax. She was a big feat at the time. I was looking forward to him, Barry, because his debut was so heavily injured. Aye. But you were looking forward to him, because he looks like you. That's the only reason. I respect your hair. Same injury aye. record, I know. Oh, fuck, I know, that's true, aye. I think he, uh, he got injured, he ripped his shoelaces playing against Ross County in his debut, where he, he actually, he could have scored about eight goals within the first half an hour of the game. And a bit like James Forrest, his decision-making was fucking horrendous. Um, but he was just, just like that, man, he's just an absolute signal. Um, just <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> And then another one you could probably see it came up here with a wee bit of a, it came up here with good pedigree, but it was absolute shape was big Stefan Hounshows. Mm-hmm. He came up for Liverpool and a Martin O'Neill team and he looked like he was playing with under fours. He was fucking I don't know what he was doing, man, but he was Raphael Shite spoke to him another one as well because he he we paid John Barnes watched two minutes of a YouTube clip of him and paid five million pounds for him. I was absolute stinking. Um, I remember he played a, I think he only played one game for the, the team and it was a, a, a friendly against West Ham. Uh, he cleared the ball, it was the canny shot, he cleared it off the line and everybody was going like, oh, he's, he's repaid the, the, the £5 million fee because he cleared a shot off the line. Rob Douglas cleared a shot off the line, I know, but he was fucking hopeless. Um <laughs> I think another one as well was going to be Magnus Hedman. Mm. He came up with a big pedigree as well, and I think the only thing was big about him was his aftershave bottle. Um, <laughs> to be fair, but was his bug no nice, man? I don't know. I don't know, mate. But I, I'm sure he's bought every Swedish belt on that. Right. Every, every Swedish bug nice, but so. <laughs> have you, uh, I think you need to stop hanging about it at IKEA, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I say beatballs, mate. I love them, man. Love them. Stay off that fucking path, whatever you do. Don't stray for the path. You can see how much sniffing fucking work tops and all sorts. He's Swedish. Jolly boy, John. Run the boobies with IKEA pencil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me, Gio, run about with a pencil sharp and all that. <laughs> I think he's wee, 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 wee Pippa Gunsbrook. Um, Running about IKEA with your hockey talkies. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you on that, but I don't know. You think, Sean, some of your guys, but Hedman came with a big reputation. I'm sure he was. Was he not still playing with Sweden, Sean, when he was at us? I know he didn't play a lot, but was he not still in the Sweden squad? Aye. I think he was, aye. Um, a couple that's thrown out for me that have been absolute disasters. Charlie Masonda, the hype that was run that boy, me and Cody, that I was absolutely buzzing. How has this even happened? I can't believe this. And then all it took was two or three games. In fact, when Ryan, when you put the tweet out about this and people were saying Masonda, I thought, I wonder what he's up to now. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the latest story about him? I know he was coming back for injury and he gave you release for Chelsea, but I don't know where he is now. So he had a trial at a Belgium team and they went, do you know what? He trained with him for a wee bit, he had a trial and they thought, aye, we're all give you a contract and they've no help to him since. He's just been off the radar. Nobody knows where he is or what he's doing. How long ago was that, I think it was only a couple of weeks ago. 
Fucking hell. The club are sitting with a contract ready for him to sign. They're like, I think they're quite old in the Belgian league. Mm. And they're thinking, this boy, he's not had a proper chance at a team. We'll take him on, sort of thing, free transfer, whatever. And he's just been after radar, so. I had a bad attitude, didn't he? He thought he was a valley big box, and then he just sort of. It's that Chelsea youngster in it, that attitude. Oh, I play for he's... Chelsea. No, you don't. You're on the books at Chelsea, but you're getting punted out everywhere. Because you're never near the first team. You don't even get a game on the PlayStation. Shut up, stupid. Know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, everyone. <laughs> I, but I, I'm agreeing with you, sure. I think um, uh, on Twitter as well, I think Big Daniel, he was he was quite on him as well. Daniel was saying about him as well. Um, the hype about him, like you've said. Um, again, another one, he doesn't know what last few minutes mate the other guys but another one was F and Juarez as well I thought he was a belter and then <laughs> and then and then they found out he liked a bit of Charlie and they just went tits up <laughs> aye he found out he was sliding all around Saladas and all that he was getting out of Costco <laughs> he was turning up late to training people thought he was like Michael Jackson doing a moonwalk or a way along or a way along a tournament <laughs> aye but any more Sean that you think in terms of maybe special value as well but so many can pick for man Josh Hoyvelt. That's a Eugene. Josh Aye. Thompson. Jeremy oh. Toljan. Oh, Dortmund, he came for winning it. Aye. Again, another big reputation. Edison Braffite then playing the World Cup. <laughs> John Joe Kenny. Fucking lucks out. I that was a good point that Joe said last night. He says, I know we are getting maybe I know I gave Greg Taylor a bit of jet, right? But you've got Ralston, Taylor, and Rihanna Bitch and Alberna, right? Look at where Joe says we were like two years ago. You Kenny and Laxalt, you're fucking your fullbacks. So, Kenny Laxalt, Julian and Duffy was your back four with Barkas and Rolls. I, I try no slash in Duffy because I know when he came here what happened to him, but the manager kept playing him. And he was dug, let's be fair, as Ian McCall says, he was fucking dug me. <laughs> a lot of people will criticise the big man and obviously it did play shocking but the one thing that stood out for me about Shane Duffy that changed my mind on him was during that season see any time we went a goal down that we were getting mm. beat he showed he was fucking raging about it and a lot of that team didn't he you could see it was getting to him more and more and a lot of that team that season couldn't get less so I gave him a bye for that it was shocking let's be honest mm. oi Big Irish international, outstanding for Brighton, whatever. But we should say a lot, of, a lot of stuff went on with him that Aye. obviously didn't help. I think it was Declan that says it there and all. Stephen Mayakolo. Aye, with the goals, wasn't it? Aye, he came up here again. He looked decent, and he played against Liverpool in a pre season mm. friendly, man, and he went missing. He done a Charlie Missonda, he went. Scarlet Pimpernel. Marvin Compa. Oh, fun up. I love a Absolutely, a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a
five million pounds. That's mad, isn't it? F- football John f- Barnes. John Barnes is a huge scout. Fucking Jesse Lingard turning around the week and all. What's this all about? Um, but I own the end of the podcast, Jake. I know you're taking for time, mate. Um, overall, um, knowledge for Saturday, mate, going forward. I'm looking forward to just. I'm looking forward to the season starting now, right? To be honest, uh, get us pre-season underway and then out of the way. Sorry, uh, and let's get the season started. Let's let's start the with the big dogs, um, and then the Champions League's just from the corner. So then it's crammed in this, obviously, because the World Cups we break up in late October, beginning of November. So it's a kind of rush Champions League group stage campaign. Uh, Overall, I'm looking forward to it. It's been not been able to go to Celtic Park for a while, so um, I'm looking forward to going back. And I'm just it's a bit of a shambles because they've given us a half four kickoff on a Sunday. We should be a half twelve kickoff on a Saturday, being champions. I thought uh, personally, yep. but um, we'll not talk about sporting integrity. That's early in the Scottish football, lads. Eh? Don't get me started, JPL. I've, I've already got animation for me this season, mate. Don't give me any more. Uh, well, I think you're bad players. I'm actually surprised you've not mentioned Greg Taylor yet, mate. You've done well, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Barry, Please, yeah. Sean, he's absolutely raging because Greg Taylor's not giving him any reason to moan now. Raging me, <laughs> um, And yourself, Sean, obviously, um, going forward in the game Saturday and obviously um, going back to Celtic Park. Um... Looking forward to the game Saturday. Obviously, it is good to go, but there's just that extra wee bit of buzz about going to the game when it's a competitive mm-hmm. game. So the fact that we're about nine, nine, ten days away for the season, that confused. I'm thinking start of the season, kill we up on Saturday. It's that fucking stupid Sunday. But the fact that we're just over a week away for it kicking off again. JP, you touched on it the other night on one of the podcasts about the way pre-season's been set out, the Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday routine. Yeah. The fact that it's going to add to the build-up to the World Cup, I can't wait for that. Because how many times during the last season, an international break, or there's just a wee gap in the games, you were yep. dirtied, missing selling, mm-hmm. but it's going to be crammed in now, and it's, I buzzing for it. I think the full consensus of things you're saying, I think we're all looking forward to back to, back to Celtic Park in a competitive game. Um, but I know JP was uh, her teammate, so I'll end it there, mate. Sean, again, thanks for your time, mate. It's been, again, I think I think we've spoke about it's roughly what I think some fans will be saying. I hope, I hope I'm not getting absolutely pummeled on Twitter tonight. Um, but again, lads, uh, hail, hail, take care, and I'll see you again. Hail, hail, lads. It's been a pleasure. See you again. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.